Noreen Mayer on this Friday morning and I'm super excited to welcome back on the program our wonderful guests who you're going to be hearing in the next 15 minutes and we've got an exciting opportunity and that is we'll be hearing about the World Sailing Steering the Course Women's Festival and like I said it's an absolute pleasure to be joined once again by Rob Allen the manager of the Hebe Haven Yacht Club Sail Training Centre and also Kay Rawbone the founder of Sailability Hong Kong which is a local charity that provides the opportunity for everyone to learn sailing. Welcome back on the program, Rob and Kay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Noreen. Morning, Noreen. Morning. So we are live this morning on Facebook as well. I'd love for our listeners to join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Kay and Rob. So you're back again this year. I feel like it was just a few months ago when we talked about it the first time round. Um, so give us an idea for some of our listeners who may not have heard about this wonderful course and wonderful opportunity that's available for many sailors or non-sailors in, in Hong Kong. Um, Rob, maybe you can start off by telling us, uh, what is this course about then? So the Women's Sailing Festival, Steering the Course, is all about interacting with the female community, getting them engaged in sailing in water sports, introducing them to Hebe Haven and the club, or any clubs in Hong Kong really, but just all about giving them the opportunity to get together and show them how important it is for a healthy lifestyle, great social lifestyle, and new skills that you can have by getting out on the water. It's, um, it's really important and that's what we believe in and that's why we're promoting this so hard. Amazing. Kay, I know we spoke last year about this course, so what sorts of things can, can people learn, can, can women learn? Well, there are very there are various um, parts of sailing. It's not just being on the water. There are um, race management courses. There's registration courses. There's helping with events, um, guiding people, supporting people, as well as being on the water and promoting. Promoting is really important as well. So it's encompassing as many new women and girls into the sport, which is one of the world sailing strategic objections. Um, directions not objections directions and we did that last year this year we're a little bit later because we had the pandemic and we were closed down the club from january or december to beginning of may so we've now gone in with the northern southern hemisphere this year excellent so we're promoting asia as well and i think it's to try and really make a, a push for asia on the map with world sailing too because sailing is really such a team sport. You're absolutely right. You and Rob, you know, both mentioned it isn't just the person on the water. It's the whole sort of team behind helping the person sail. Um, and, and, and that's what makes this sport so, so amazing. Um, you mentioned to, to promote it for, for women. Are there not a lot of women uh, in the team, generally speaking? I think it depends um, what you're looking at. I mean, last year we did very well here. Uh, the club did very well. They increased their women's participation. Sailability also has has increased it. And as I said, it is one of the world's sailing things, but it's a sport where people can work together. It's not just a man's sport. It's an inclusive sport. Yeah. So that's what it's all about, is having inclusivity in everything we do. Yeah. Yeah, there's, not, there's not actually many sports where males and females can compete on an even playing field together. And so that's why sailing is actually quite unique, because it allows that to happen. And um, the demographics, they've definitely changed a lot in the last few years. 
And uh, and I think the big shout out to the men for encouraging all the ladies to come out, get on their boats, get involved and giving them more key roles because they are just as able and in a lot of cases a lot better on various <laughs> roles on the job, on the boats than um, some of our male sailors are. So, um, yeah, we're really pleased to see those demographics change a lot in a positive way. And, um, yeah, we're hoping just to build on that for this year's event and for long-term sailing and interaction. Yeah. You mentioned just now as well, Rob, that male and female sailors can also compete on the same uh, competition. What's that like? I mean, mentally speaking, is that quite um, quite motivating for, for, for many of the athletes and many of the sailors? It's very motivating. And to long-term, the sport's always had this um, the ability to race males and females together. So the competitors, they don't really take notice of that because that's just the norm. Um, you can get male and female divisions within certain events. But general speaking, it's just accepted and it's welcomed. And the guys and the girls, especially the young boys and girls who start racing at 10, 11, 12 years old, they're training together. So it's not as if they don't see this as unnormal. It's um, it's very much the norm for these guys. And I know we are, and I know the other clubs do, they put a big a big purpose and um, push on just acceptance for everyone and anyone. Doesn't matter who you are, what culture, where you're from. Hong Kong's got a multicultural sailing community and everyone gets on really well. And that starts at the grassroots, that's education, and that's fed up through into the um, the adult sailing programs. Yeah, and that's such a good point you mentioned about culture uh, as well. I think there's a real sort of uh, cultural shift as well. I think um, in the past, I'm just speak just speaking about my grandma's generation. Not a lot of Chinese people know how to swim or really put a lot yeah. of emphasis on swimming. But nowadays, you're seeing a lot of parents wanting their children to be more confident uh, out in the waters as well. Have you been noticing that as well? Sort of more uh, people wanting their children or younger participants to. to be more confident yeah I, th I think so same with sailability i mean we've reached out to ethnic communities and with our boats too we're trying to help the club because our boats are safe and you're not going to capsize on your first yeah. sail so we're having kids and people come through us learning the basics of sailing and then passing them on to the club wow. uh, we've got a group of well two or three groups now of ethnic minority women and girls that are joining us um, which to me is fabulous. They were in the Bart's Bash race last week, yeah. uh, sailing. So I think it really is becoming very inclusive. Exactly. And that really shows a, a real sort of a step up in the mentality where before maybe there wasn't such a confidence or such a motivation for, for yeah. various communities to, to want to sail or learn how to swim. But these oh, days, right. yeah, that's amazing. And it must be sort of a testament to, to the, the, the great work you've been doing over the years for, for the Hong Kong community as well, Kay. Finally reached to, to all sorts of communities, which is great. Um, let's talk a little bit about the effects of the pandemic. You mentioned also during the fifth wave, unfortunately, the club also had to close uh, along with many other sort of things uh, around in, in Hong Kong. Um, what other impacts did the pandemic have on the sailing community? I think the, the, the major impact with sailors, and especially our sailability sailors, was mental wellness. Mm. Many of them, especially if they, they're wheelchair users, they're locked away in their, their apartments, not speaking to anybody, not seeing anybody. So as soon as sailing started up again, uh, sailability with the club, we came down here with our 
team of volunteers and we got the club ready and everybody's just signing up they want to come back yeah, they've missed their friends um, they've missed the social contact they've missed communication and this is for everybody in hong kong uh, but i think it's sailing because it's an outdoor sport as we've said it's easier for us to to try and have an impact on people's mental wellness exactly yeah yes. i think i think we i think we've seen similar as well with the yeah. young people especially too because yeah. um at the club when a lot of our regular sailors they look forward to going out on the weekly basis or twice a week with the club to go out and get their sailing fix and um I noticed a change in some of the young people when they hadn't sailed for a few months. But obviously when they came back and within a couple of sessions, it was just the release of emotion and happiness. And yeah, just to get out back onto their stadium, which is out in Port Shelter, into their waters and just feel that freedom again, which is um, something very personal and very important to everybody. Exactly. Uh, yes, I mean, okay. sadly for us, yeah, we've had to uh, cancel a trip to Japan because of quarantine, but I mean, we're looking forward now uh, to things next year. Uh, we're very happy that World Sailing have taken people, well, young people and elderly people with SEN or ASD into World Sailing. So there'll be competitions in November this year in Australia wow. and next year. So everything's really widening now and broadening, which is great. And I, in particular, as head of the um, Asian Parasailing Committee, I'm really pushing for World Sailing to have more contact with Asia. Yeah. We've got a meeting on Monday, so we'll push it. Hopefully, Rob will join me on that. You know, so it's not just seen as US-centric or European-centric. We have Asia on there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Why Why is that? Is it because m many of the sports are sort of based or, or, or initiated in, say, the West? Or, or has it just not ta really taken off in Asia? Or is it slowly starting to take off in Asia? I think it's having passionate people push it. Yeah. <laughs> Rob and I are both passionate, so we'll push it. Uh, Sailability's got a very good relationship with World Sailing. Um, and I think we're able to talk to them and, you know, give them ideas about what to do. It's even communication within Asia. Not everybody speaks English. To try and convince the M&As, as we have in Hong Kong, Hong Kong are very supportive now of sailability and what we do, which has pushed us to be the top in Asia. But it's to try and get other M&As around the world to see this. But then for us to feed back, and this is what World Sailing wants to do within the Women's Festival, is have lots of feedback yeah. from this southern hemisphere now to show what we do yeah what was we'll the, lead the way again what mm. was the feedback like from last year's steering the course uh festival then for, for us here it was very good yeah. i mean we had amazing numbers um i think again we in especially he behavior he behaving in hong kong we do like to participate in these events and we join together he um, is a very accessible and inclusive club. And for me, that's the way forward. And it's to show this, that even centers around Asia, you don't have to just rely on the elite people. You open up sailing to everyone so that everyone has an enjoyment. It's not an ageist sport. It's not a sexist sport, as we talked about. So it's a sport you can do for many years. And that's what we do at Hebe.
Yeah, well said. And and it sounds like there is a real appetite for sailing. But there is, that, like you said, that perception that people are worried that it's an expensive sport or that you have to have a lot of sort of, you know, invest in, in a lot. But you're saying that actually, no, anybody of any age, of any ability can, can join. Well, that's probably different for sailability. We have very good sponsors that come along and sponsor many of our courses. Go through sailability. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, and they do, and they will be sponsoring some of the courses held during the, the festival. Will be sponsored by AWA, the Hong Kong Club Foundation, and various people like that. Yeah. Oh wow. And we'll be part of our normal sailing, but we will introduce that and get more women in with AWA, the American Women's Association, to enjoy sailing during that time. Men aren't banned from this uh, this festival. You know, they can come and do all the hard work <laughs> and be part of it. Men can also, um, yeah, just putting out there, men can also be a part of this yeah, festival as well. But, you they know, can. the aim of this, like Kay and Rob were saying, is the, the one of the objectives is to encourage more participation uh, from women. So I think that's the important thing for, uh, to, to, to stress also. Going back to, um, you know, the, 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 the importance of sports and, and mental health, um, sailing and swimming and actually being out in the waters is one of the few sports where you can actually totally not wear a mask and totally, you know, um, be, be, be free. Um, during the pandemic, did, did a lot of people still, were they still able to practice uh, this sport? So during, during the pandemic, there's obviously been a number of lockdowns where we were not able to get out onto the water, but we came up with some creative ways to still keep interactive with the sailors and the sailing community. So we had lots of um, onshore fun games and teaching things that we were doing with all the students. But as soon as we were able to get back out, um, it just, it's a game changing for everybody. And you just see those happy faces and you can see that people just have that enjoyment and how much they've really missed their activity and their sport. And um, that's, where, that's where we just try to keep as positive as possible in lockdowns. We were still busy behind the scenes getting prepared and being ready to reopen. And we've been open now since May and it has been so busy. So people are definitely taking advantage of access to the club. You don't have to be a member to come and sail. And it's definitely not an elitist sport. And if you go into a club, you can make a small investment for a few thousand dollars that actually then gives you that pathway into meeting members who own boats and joining their race boats volunteering for running the races or for sailability hong kong and then just being able to come out on regular community sailing programs and as a non-member you can access our club really freely and that's a big part of what we are all about at pb haven yacht club and yeah that's a very important thing that we run here i think because of what you're saying about how open it is and we don't have to wear masks we've been inundated with new people joining us where we've had a group of women with hearing impairments. So now the Hong Kong Society for the Deaf want to introduce their first deaf sailing team. Oh, wow. Uh, Amazing. Yeah so, yeah, so we have people with visual impairments. We'll close our day on the, the 9th of October with some women from the Hong Kong Society for the Blind. So they will come down on our last day. Um, so we've got lots of new learning uh, in different areas, especially with the hearing impaired to try and get the signing right and to be able to get attention and um, to look forward to, to new things. But just many, many 
different types of uh, organizations contacting us, which is great. Okay, I always feel so uplifted every time we have you and, and Rob on the show. It's just such an inclusive sport, you know. It really just, there is something for everyone, including people of various communities. Uh, very quickly, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, back to the, the, the uh, festival then. What sorts of courses uh, can be expected and how can people find out more? How can people sign up? Um, and then let, let's uh, hear some of the information. So, yeah, on Wednesday, the 5th of October, we've got a huge promotion going out to encourage females, ladies, girls to come out and take part in sailing and race management and water sports activities. Um, you can access that information through our website, our Facebook page and our Instagram pages. So all of our social media have got all the information there. But Wednesday, the 5th. Huge day. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to hopefully get a lot more ladies and people involved on the water. So if you've got a group of friends, a group of mums that want something really interesting and unique to come and try, Hebe, Place, Hebe Haven is the place to be. Excellent. Well, Rob and Kay, thank you so much once again for joining us. Last word goes to you, Kay. I think if anybody's interested in sailability and even coming along during that week, uh, we have full programs. Um, so please contact me. That's Kay at sailability.org.hk. Have a look on Facebook, have a look on the website and come along and see us. Seeing is believing. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. Well, Kay from Sailability and also Rob from Hebe Haven Yacht Club, thank you so much for your time. And I wish you all the best for, for the second year running for this wonderful course. And I'm sure there'll be many, many more to come. Thank you so much. Go Haven, go Sailability Hong Kong. Doreen, before we go, 24-hour dinghy race is on as well, 22nd and 23rd of October. So maybe we'll be back. Yes, I look forward to inviting you back uh, to, to chat more about the dinghy race. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.